0: Does the Bible really teach that Jesus has paid for our sins and our sicknesses in his sacrifice? Well, many people know that Jesus died to pay for the punishment of their sins, but many do not know that Jesus Christ died taking the punishment for also our sickness and our disease. In this episode, we're going to continue to demonstrate that the atoning work, the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ upon the cross has absolutely also taken our sickness and diseases on the cross. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Be Healed Podcast. I thank you for listening. The Be Healed Podcast is a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I am passionate about God's promise to heal you, because even though you may be going through something really difficult, even though you've prayed and you've not seen any results, you need to know today that the Word of God is clear, very clear, that it is God's will to heal you, and not only is it His will, but He has already accomplished the sacrificial work for our healing upon the cross. I want you to know the Behold podcast is all about helping you to develop faith in God's Word to heal you. It's filled with interviews and testimonies and teachings to equip you with a strong biblical understanding of how to release the healing anointing of Jesus Christ in your life. We are so excited that we've uh, reached at least 152 countries thus far. We thank you uh, to you who are listening in Japan and Iceland and Germany and the Philippines and Mexico and Singapore and the many places that we're reaching. We just love you. We extend uh, a warm welcome to each person, especially if this is your first time tuning in to the Be podcast. This episode is entitled, Jesus, the Sacrifice That Provides Our Healing, Part 2. So in part one, which was episode 109, make sure you grab that if you have not listened to it, we lay down a detailed explanation of the Old Testament text in the book of Isaiah chapter 53, demonstrating word by word how that text refers to the sacrificial work of Jesus and how it provides for not only spiritual healing, but physical healing. And in that episode, we shared that there are many patterns and many types of things that happened in the Old Testament that were communicating the impact of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And this is everywhere in the scripture that we see the atoning work, the the work of the sacrificial offering of Jesus to forgive us of our sins and that it is linked to the healing of our bodies. Now, we're doing this series because it is very, very important to look at the Bible through a lens that is comprehensive. In other words, instead of looking at just certain books of the Bible and chapters of the Bible kind of in a fragmented way, we want to put them together and start to see the emerging themes, the emerging patterns. Because these themes and patterns point to truth. It is absolutely wrong, theologically wrong, and wrong in every way to try to do Bible interpretation with just a couple of verses out of context. You can pretty much do what they call proof texting, anything you'd want to say, almost. So we need to demonstrate and show the patterns theologically and how the books are all connected so that we can see the truth emerging, not in a weak way, but in a powerful way that we're able to say, oh my goodness, there's the link again and again, where we see the atoning work of Jesus Christ. We see the healing physically of bodies. Why would the Bible put them together? (laughs) Because the Lord is trying to help us understand the impact or the implications that when Jesus rescued us from our sins, he rescued us from the curse of the law. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 in verse 13, it says that Jesus Christ became a curse To what? To redeem us. Let me read it from Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. You see, Jesus redeemed us. It means that he paid for us and he brought us out from underneath the curse. Included in the curse of the law, as cited in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, the curse of the law included in that is actually sickness and disease. Well, let's go and look at another pattern today. We're going to be looking at the Old Testament book called Exodus, and this records the movement of God's deliverance of the people of Israel out from Underneath the bondage of the Egyptians, and we see that God has already uh, done a number of plagues that He has demonstrated his authority and his judgment over the the false gods of Egypt, and He does this demonstrating that God is for the Israelites and that he is going to indeed deliver them out from the Egyptians' hands. But the very last plague was the uh, the most damaging and uh, uh, troubling and horrendous plague because it was going to be the death of every firstborn in Egypt. We read in Exodus chapter 11, it says in verse 4, Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord About midnight, I will go into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the animals. And it describes in verse 6 Then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt such as was not like it before, nor shall be like it again. In verse 7, it's described that there was going to be made known a big difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Now, remember that there is a covenant that God has made with Israel, and God is delivering Israel out from Pharaoh's hand. And so now we come to... Uh, the 12th chapter of Exodus, and we see that God begins to reveal to Moses and Aaron that he is going to provide something very powerful and very needed and very grace-filled. What is this thing? It's called the Passover. And it is when the Lord gave instruction to the nation of Israel that if they would follow certain instructions, that they would be rescued from this plague and that death would not come to any of the firstborn of the house of Israel. But they had to listen to the instruction of God in order for this Death plague to pass over them. So the instructions that we get, and I'm not going to read uh, every verse in chapter 12 because of time, but I encourage everyone who's listening to go and look closely at the text to really gain a deeper understanding of the instructions God gave them. It's going to bless you in helping you to understand your healing. Remember, we're studying this so that you will see a pattern that this salvation of God is not just including something that is spiritual, but is including, indeed, the deliverance from sickness and disease. So if you're able, open up your Bible and make sure you have a journal with you, recording the thoughts that you may have, the questions that you may have. You can always Email your questions to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org, and we'll try to answer your questions and get back to you. All right, let's go to Exodus chapter 12, and it says in verse 3, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Describes now in verse 5, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Verse 7 reads, And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. And now it describes here in verse 11, And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, Both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. It says one more time in verse 3. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. So, this is very, very clear that this text is giving instruction to the Israelites how to escape the judgment coming on the entirety of the land. This plague, the Israelites had to follow the instructions, or they also would have come into suffering from that judgment. Now, it's very interesting, without going into too much detail now, but Exodus chapter 12 and the entire Passover story is actually speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're coming close to getting near the spring where April is coming, and we're going to be celebrating the Passover. And the Jewish people will celebrate the Passover, uh, reenacting these elements. And those Messianic Jews and Christians are able to look and say, wow, this is not just some Old Testament story. This is actually revealing that Jesus Christ is the Passover. Let me, in fact, give you a couple of things that we've just read that are actually connected to Jesus Christ or revealed in the New Testament to be revealing Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1, verse 29, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Very, very powerful because the Israelites were told that they needed to take A lamb. And in fact, it says they were to take an unblemished lamb in Exodus 12 5. But in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, it says, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Yes, Jesus Christ was the unblemished lamb. He was perfect in every way because he alone was without sin. In fact, it can't get any clearer to the Apostle Paul's letter when he wrote Corinth, a Gentile city. And he said in chapter 5, verse 7, Therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. There the Apostle Paul blatantly and explicitly calls Jesus Christ the Passover. Well, if this is talking about Jesus or pointing toward Jesus, then let's see what this Passover in the Old Testament produced. Well, we know that it produced deliverance from Pharaoh, who represents the king of this world, which is representing a type of Satan in the world, being modeled as the king of the world. It represents deliverance from bondage and slavery and the hardships of being underneath that slavery. Let's look at Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, because God is describing now the instruction that they had to listen to his voice. It says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. and this is where we have the name of God revealed, Jehovah Rophi, the Lord who heals us. Now, this instruction is linked to listening to the instructions of God. It's linked with being delivered from the diseases that were being put on the Egyptians. In other words, if you want to live with the blessing, even physically, you need to listen to the voice of the Lord God. Now, so the Bible is sharing that God is revealing himself. He's revealing that he's a healer. He's revealing the instruction to not fall under the curse that Egypt was under, and we find out the glorious impact of this. It's a verse tucked away in Psalm 105, verse 37, and it reads, He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Now, the Strong's word for feeble, again, Strong's concordance is where we're able to look at the original word used in Hebrew. And that word is uh, number H3782. And it means uh, a various of things, but it it essentially means uh, weak uh, or uh, injured, uh, ruined, overthrown, uh, to stumble. Some uses of the word uh, mean without strength. Uh, to languish, to be sickly. The idea is is in a weak state. Well, the Bible says in Psalm 105, referring to the great exodus that they left with the silver and gold of Egypt, but there was none feeble among the tribes of Israel. There was no one weak. There was no one stumbling. This is a supernatural result of partaking of the Passover. They take the symbol um, of Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb. They have to eat it. They have to partake of it. They have to follow the instructions and apply the blood. And when the flesh is eaten and the blood is applied, does this sound like Jesus Christ? (laughs) Yes, it does. And when these are applied, praise God. The result is that the sacrifice that they had in their home of the Lamb without blemish provided strength to their physical bodies, provided healing to their physical bodies. God has so blessed us to be able to read these accounts that not only in Isaiah would the physical suffering of Jesus result in physical healing but now we see the picture of the atonement and healing forgiveness and healing redemption and healing sacrifice and healing how could an entire nation of Israel who was probably malnourished and beaten down exhausted from being slaves how could they after being in such a state for so many years, not have not one stumbling, weak, or sick person among them. This is a supernatural touch that we need to embrace and say, Lord, thank you that your deliverance, that this lamb, this applied blood of the lamb to the doorposts and lintels, God, that your plan was to rescue Israel. Out of bondage, not to remain sick, but to strengthen even their physical bodies. Not one was feeble. It says, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Now, today, many of the preaching of the gospel today describes how the blood represents the forgiveness of sins and the body represents the bodily sacrifice of Jesus the actual broken body of Jesus Christ given to us. Yes, this is the picture of communion, the Lord's Supper. This is the picture of us as Christians saying, the Lord has passed over judgment of us. Praise God. This means that not only are our sins forgiven, but we must not leave off the realities of the of the results of what that supernatural sacrifice produced in Exodus. You should get excited because if you ate that lamb and you drank that blood of Jesus Christ, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 in the Lord's Supper, if you applied that blood of the Old Testament to the doorposts and lentils, the enemy cannot touch you. Why? Because the atoning sacrifice of Jesus is now applied to your life. And so this is just another pattern that we can see that there is a connection between the sacrifice of Of atonement for the deliverance of a nation and the resulting strengthening that it created in their bodies, as recorded in Psalm 105, verse 37. This is only part two, but I pray that you're getting excited because the Bible is putting them together. Forgiveness of sins and the rescuing us from the curse of the law are put together. That means that you and I are able to receive the full atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross and know that it does not only impact our spiritual life, but it absolutely will touch our physical life. When Israel was released from Egypt, they no longer lived in bondage. They no longer suffered from the elements of living under Pharaoh. I want to boldly tell you that when a person puts their trust, their heart trust, authentic trust in Jesus and their sins are forgiven, praise God. That means at that time that they receive the sacrifice of God and it doesn't just impact their spiritual life, but it also results in their healing. Remember, I'm going to bring back, as we close, Matthew chapter 9, when Jesus sees a man who is born crippled. And Jesus sees him, and he says, Son, be of good cheer. And he says to him, Your sins are forgiven. You can find that in Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. And this man was able to get up and walk. And Jesus Christ said, in verse 5 of Matthew chapter 9, for which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk. Praise God that we're able to see that the forgiveness of sins, the sacrifice of Jesus, are linked to the healing and the deliverance of our challenges in the body and mind. Oh, I pray you've been blessed today. If you do have questions, please again email them to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. We're so excited to have you with us, and we're going to be continuing this series looking through the types and patterns of the link between the sacrifice of Jesus and the healing of our bodies. It's time to believe Him, isn't it? It's time to believe the scripture. Go ahead and allow yourself to begin to feel hope once again. Because maybe you've been bound for years. But today, the message of hope is coming into your life. That God has provided your healing. Yes, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, it says, "...that it might be fulfilled which was spoken." By Isaiah, the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Oh, father, I pray for each and every person who may have been suffering for a long time, maybe for a short time, that Lord, that in our heart, we will receive this link. So our faith will be expectant and solid and sure and unshakable that you desire to heal us. And Jesus Christ is our healer. Lord, we declare that if we have Jesus, we have freedom from sickness and disease. We therefore declare by your stripes, we are healed according to Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5. Lord, I declare healing and blessing and deliverance. So be healed now as you listen to this. Receive it because it's paid for in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett. And you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, He calls us to live in His grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of His grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless. And i look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network. A church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, Simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.